Welcome to the Big Dreams Great Teams podcast with me, your host, Paula Maidens. I'm a mum of two, a hiring and leadership coach, speaker, ex-corporate recruiter and serial entrepreneur who is obsessed with teaching capable business owners just like you how to become graceful and powerful leaders surrounded by a team who perform like rock stars. On this podcast, we'll be talking about all things people, business and leadership because Big dreams need great teams. You simply cannot do it on your own. I'm excited to have you here. Let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Big Dreams Great Teams podcast. Today's episode is inspired by a conversation that's been happening over on my Instagram and in my private Savvy CEOs Facebook group, which is about the different ways that you need to lead a team when your business is at the six-figure mark versus the seven-figure mark. Now, it's really common to hire your first team member, which is often like an assistant or a virtual assistant when your business hits that sort of first 100K, so that first six figures. And then you sort of start to add on people from there. And when you're in that multiple six figures scaling to seven figures part, and you're going through that process of trying to serve more people, you know, you've got your product established, your service established, and it's about getting it in front of more people, your activities that you're doing naturally increase. And as you plug more people into your business, you start to hit this stage where you feel this huge resistance. And what often you don't realize is that the way you were managing people, the way you were leading those first couple of people that joined your business no longer work as well or feel as good when you're trying to do it at scale. So it can feel really tricky. It can feel really confusing. It can feel like the new people that you're hiring in aren't right. And it's not always that they're not right. It's just that the way you're trying to lead them as a new person in a bigger team is no longer the right way for your business. So it can feel really tricky. It's really common to feel frustrated and for it to feel really uncomfortable and almost to a certain extent to feel like you're like hitting this wall. It's like you've had this beautiful period of growth and things have started to flow and then suddenly they feel like they're not flowing. And it's often when we're trying to plug more people in when the business is doing more things and we're trying to replicate what we've done before the way we've done it as a team and suddenly it just feels hard. So if you're sitting there nodding your head and you're listening to this going, oh my goodness, that's exactly what I'm feeling now. I want you to know that that is totally normal. It is a normal part of your transitional growth from being a business with a small team where you were heavily involved in all the things and probably the team was quite reliant on you to a team comprising of more people who therefore cannot be as reliant on you and a business where you can't be as involved in all the things. You're moving through a transitional time. So like every other transitional time in our business, in our life, it's going to feel a little bit uncomfortable. So know that it's normal, know that it's normal to feel uncomfortable. And let's dive into what you need to shift, how you need to shift the way you're doing things as the leader, as the CEO, to get your existing team with new people added in, operating in a way that feels just as good, if not better, than when it was just you and one other. One of the big 
things that you need to focus on is letting go. Now, I know that everybody talks about letting go of control, letting go of things, but we need to let go of knowing all the details of all the little things. We need to let go of the desire or the need or the want to double check everything, to be the final sign off on everything. And we need to let go also of being really attached to often the way, the specific way that everything is done. Now, I say that with the caveat that you do get to stay attached to the way some things are done. You get to hold on to being the final checkpoint for some things. You get to be involved in some things, but you have to let go of trying to be involved in it all, checking it all, and being really specific about the way every little thing gets done. You know, you get to hold on tight to some little things, but you don't get to hold on tight to all the things. And that's the challenge is working out, well, which are the parts of the business, which of the parts of the functions is it really important that I do stay really close to, that I do stay really involved in? And where are the things in the business where it doesn't matter so much if it's not me doing it. So, you know, and you can do that. You can work that out by looking at the customer experience, you know, the client experience and where it will or won't impact them if it's not you specifically doing the things or the things being done in a specific way that you would normally do it. And it's also a matter of looking at what is truly your genius in your business? What is truly your unique touch and flair that you bring to your business that only you can do. And often that process is a matter of peeling back a few layers because often what we think, first of all, that we're the only one who can do this, often when we look at it and we dig around and we ask ourselves, well, why do I think that? And could there be another way? And is it possible that this could be done by somebody else? And is it possible that I'm just holding on and I don't need to? And we do a little bit of unpacking and peeling back the layers often what we first think we need to be involved in, hang on to and be the one double checking, isn't always the place we end up. So we also need to be kind to ourselves as well, because that's a journey in itself, like letting go a little bit of holding on so tight to all the little elements of our business and all the attachment that we have to what those us doing those little elements actually mean to us. So we've got to let go. That's definitely the first big shift that we need to make when we have got our sights on seven figures and we want to scale to and through seven figures is what can we let go of? What can we become unattached to? And I say that, and I want to emphasize, stay attached to the result, stay attached to the outcome, but let go of the way it's done. And sometimes it's a matter of just being open to somebody else being able to do it in a way that's different, but equally as effective when we shift our attachment to the way it's done, to the outcome of it being done. So letting go of control, huge. Secondly, Our focus as the CEO of a seven-figure, multiple seven-figure business needs to really heavily shift to being processes and systems. Now, we definitely have to 
care about that in those earlier stages of our growth. Because to be able to hand something over to somebody and delegate it well, we need to hand it over with a process and with some sort of instruction. But when we're just working with one or two people, we can hand something over without as much detail, without as much clarification, with an allowance or an ability for that person to come back and ask questions and seek clarification later and for there to be a further engagement. But you can imagine that whilst that process may have worked when you had one or two or maybe even three people, if you've got seven, eight, nine, or even like five, six, seven, eight, nine people working for you, doing things, your focus must shift to how can these people do the things without coming back and asking me lots of clarifying questions? How do I present and share with them the information up front so that they've got everything that they need to do to be able to execute without coming back and seeking clarification, without making incorrect assumptions, without going off on a tangent, and ultimately making sure that they produce the outcome that the business needs? And that comes through processes and systems. So a system being a thing that tells them what they need to do and when they need to do it, and the process being a thing that tells them how to do it. So you can see that by really shifting to how do we make this process really clear? How do we make sure that somebody knows exactly what they need to do when they go to execute it by investing your time and your focus on that? And sometimes that's a matter of you actually creating the process. And sometimes it's just empowering your team to be process orientated and be recording what they're doing and making it clearer and clearer and clearer what they do, when they do it, how they do it, so that anybody can do it at any stage. And that is quite a shift for many of us as our business scales because we like the flexibility of coming up with an idea and instructing somebody to do it and giving them the all the information that's in our head at the moment, which may not be much information and sort of getting them to get started. And then often when we first start our businesses or were those earlier stage entrepreneurs, you know, that's actually quite joyful. That sort of, oh, I've got an idea. Oh, I've got someone to help me execute it. Oh, let me hand over a little bit of information. We can work it out as we go. And whilst that's joyful and beautiful, it's not scalable. So we need to also get a little bit more strategic and a bit more structured in how we communicate, in making sure that we're communicating the big picture and that everybody understands the bigger vision of the business, the bigger goals of the business. So when they are needing to make micro decisions in their everyday execution of their role, they're able to make those micro decisions in the context of knowing your bigger vision, of knowing your why, of knowing your ultimate goals and what you're trying to achieve without needing to double check any little bits of detail along the way. Because you can imagine at that, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten person team, if everyone's double checking with somebody, then there's a lot of disrupting happening within your business. If people are double checking things with you, your day gets totally disrupted. And if they're, even if you hire in a project manager and they're double checking with that project manager, we really want to minimize that person's day getting disrupted. So you've probably heard the concept or the phrase, you know, empower people with responsibility, clear roles and role descriptions. What that actually is about is making sure that everyone on your team 
knows what's expected of them, what they can get on and do without checking with anybody, what authority they have and where their role starts and stops. That's the essence of a role description. That's the essence of empowering somebody with clear responsibilities. And the benefit to you as a CEO, the benefit to you as you scale is they know what they need to do without checking it with you, without checking it with anybody else. And then the next layer of that is everybody knowing what each other does so that they can actually talk to each other without having to come via you so that you can therefore be focused in your genius, in your zone as much as possible. So communication structures becomes really, really big at this seven figure and beyond size when it comes to teams. So how does your team communicate with each other? Where are they having those communications? And how do you step out of every communication whilst still feeling like you've got oversight? And there's lots of beautiful communication systems out there. And what I recommend and what most entrepreneurs at that seven figures and beyond, most are using a project management system, whether it's Asana, ClickUp, Trello, something like that, so that everybody's sort of tasks, projects, everything is mapped out. So people, that's the prompting system. So people know when they need to do what they're doing. And it links, usually that task-based prompting system will link to a SOP, which is a standard operating procedure or process, which somebody has created in your business, which is the how the person will know what they need to do. And Many businesses really successfully use communication tools such as Slack, definitely one of the most common ones, which if you haven't heard of, go and check it out, S-L-A-C-K. And that is a really great way for your team to have conversations with each other. And it's stored in a central spot and you're able to go in and have a look at any of those conversations if you want to. So it's like you can have eyes over what's being discussed without having to be involved in everything that's being discussed. So a lot of clients that I work with at that early to mid six-figure mark are often still liaising with their team on email or even sometimes in Messenger on Facebook. But when you add more people into the equation, you can't just keep working off a group Messenger type of conversation, whether it's email, Messenger, or even sometimes Voxer, because Again, that concept of disruption really needs to be looked at and we need to, you know, so as the leader, you need to start looking at, well, does everybody need to be involved in this conversation? Do I need to be involved in all of these conversations or can we shift these conversations to be more segmented where only the relevant people are involved in them, but everybody can look at them if they need to access that information, including me, but, you know, everybody's notifications aren't getting pinged left, right and center unless it's actually relevant to them. So I'll run through those and give you a little bit of a summary. As you're shifting, as you're growing to seven figures and beyond, as a CEO, your focus shifts to making time for team to make sure that their responsibilities are clear, their decision-making is clear, and they're truly feeling empowered, knowing exactly what their role is and isn't and what decisions they can and can't make without referencing anybody and without referencing you. So making time for team, making sure that that clarity of role exists for every single person who works for you. Constantly reviewing everything that you're doing and thinking, where can I let go of more? Do I still need to be doing this? 
and then peeling back those layers, you know, am I just attached? Why do I think I'm the only person that can do this? What if there was another way? Could I look at this differently? Do I really need to be sitting with this? Is this uniquely me? Is this my zone of genius? Okay, do I need to hang on to it? And delegating as much as you can to clear up your time and to hand over as much as possible. Focusing on a project management system and standard operating procedures. So when you're thinking of systems and processes, focusing on people knowing what they need to do, when they need to do it, and how they need to do it without having to check with you or with anybody else on the team. So that's what a effective systems and processes do. They make sure that everybody knows what they need to do, when they need to do it, and how they need to do it. So really handing over the tasks, handing over the operational management of the business, making sure everything is as automated and systemized as possible. And with that handing over, give people the authority to do things without checking with you. And with that, the permission to be proactive and with proactivity is sometimes might be making a mistake and that being okay as well. Communication frameworks become really, really important. So how are we currently talking with each other? How do we create a framework or take these conversations to a place where everybody can see and access the information they might need to, but everybody may not need to be involved in every conversation? So how do we sort of segment and systemize the way we are talking to each other online? And then when do we need to come together in person? What's the right meeting structure for us? Sort of in the early days when we just have one or two people working with us at that sort of early six-figure, multiple six-figure mark, you know, often a weekly meeting cycle feels perfect. But, you know, having seven people in a meeting is often challenging to get everybody's diaries to match up, but also not necessary. And then the meeting times can blow out. And again, we're thinking, we get to think about productivity and go, does everybody need to be there? Right. Three out of those seven people have a meeting without you every week. And maybe there's just one monthly meeting where everybody comes together, et cetera. So what's the right communication structure and framework that's going to support what the business needs, but doesn't involve everybody unnecessarily? And then finally, to be able to scale, to be able to do the same thing for more people, which is what the definition of scaling actually is, we have to look at the workflow of what we're trying to get the team to do and where are the pressure points. So where are the things that we're always doing last minute, but it's the fifth or the sixth time we've done this. So why is it still feeling last minute? You know, what's stopping us from doing this earlier? And also where are you as the CEO being the bottleneck? So where are you inserting yourself as a review point or as a checkpoint or double check this with me or I'm only going to give you this information at the last minute or something. So where are you being the bottleneck that's actually slowing everybody down or stopping, I should say, everybody from being able to work in a more planned, organized way so there aren't as many last minute things. So I guess, you know, that last point is about shifting the whole business so you're operating in a more planned and spacious way because at that seven-figure, multiple seven-figure mark, usually the things that you're doing have been done before and it's about refining and optimizing the processes as opposed to in those earlier stages of business when it's about working out what the process is, what the product is, what the service is. So we need the team to shift to operating in a much more planned and organized way. And when we're not feeling particularly planned and organized, when we are doing something that's really last minute, looking at, well, why is that happening? What's creating that to happen? What's the bottleneck and how do we shift that through? If you're sitting there feeling that 
almost that invisible wall, that that wall of resistance as you're growing your business to multi-six figures to seven and as you're plugging more people in, if you're in that stage where it's feeling messy, it's feeling harder than ever and, you know, you're just trying to work out, oh, what's going wrong here? Is it the people that I'm hiring or is it the way we're working? I hope that you've heard from this episode that it's totally normal to be feeling that resistance. It's totally normal to be for it to be feeling particularly tricky as you plug more people in. And what you need to look at is the way we've been working as a team that's worked for us to date is not the way we need to work going forward with more people around us. And yes, it is about hiring the right people in, but it's also about how everybody is working together, functioning together that will really define and determine if anybody that you bring into their business is actually able to thrive and support you to thrive as a CEO. And that's how you, when you, when you sort of shift your focus to these newer things as the CEO, shifting your focus to the way the team are operating, where can we find efficiencies? How can we be more streamlined? How does everybody get clearer with what they're doing, how they're doing it? without having to check it with me, as you shift your focus, the space will start to be created around you again and you'll start to feel that sense of flow because the team will start to flow and you'll start to regain that sense of flow in your own working day and your own working week as the team can operate more without you. So I'm sure that there has been some nuggets in there for you. If you're facing that tricky, tricky stage, I want you to know it's totally normal, but I also want you to know that I'm here to support you. This is exactly what I do. I help beautiful, amazing, capable business owners make this stage of their business growth, their transition feel much easier and get you back into that flow state. So by looking at how you're interacting with the team, how the team are interacting with each other, and also who you need on the team, of course, so that you've got the right skills and the right type of people around you who want to work in the right type of way. If it's feeling a little bit tricky and you're looking for a little bit of support, reach out to me. I'm here. I have... um I have some new private coaching packages which are on offer. So if you are feeling pulled, if you're feeling called to work with me one-on-one and have some intimate hand-holding guidance as you navigate this stage, I'd love to have a chat to you. We can talk about you, your business, your vision, how you want it to feel, how it feels right now, and we can work out if working together feels great. So send me a message over on Instagram if you want to. I love getting direct messages over there or reach out to me at hello at paulamaidens.com and I'll be back in your earbuds again next week. 